0: a podcast for entertainment purposes only, it is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. Always seek the advice of a physician or a health professional. Fetches Media presents... Diet starts tomorrow. But I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With hosts Remy Casimir... I'll have what she's having. And Emily Lubin. Remember, chew like you have a secret. We're here to amuse your bouche. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Remy. And I'm Emily. And today we have two scoops du jour, a double scoop and a DST win.
1: Yeah, we kind of already mentioned my DST win on the alcohol-free episode. Today is my 100th day weed-free. Very exciting. Very exciting. And also, spoiler alert to some people, a little, little look behind the curtain that we do record our episodes <laughs> in the same day.
0: You gotta, man. You gotta knock them all out in one day.
1: Yeah. But speaking of weed and knocking it out, this is our first scoop de jour, Snoop Dogg said he is giving up marijuana or at least smoking it. He said, after much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. And he said that on Instagram and I remember him seeing it and he was like, please respect my privacy at this time.
0: Which I Um, love when people say, please respect my privacy at this time. Like no matter what the post is. Because he doesn't want to get like flooded with DMs. I, I mean, I just find it like... It's like the mic drop of the Instagram statement. You know what I mean? Please respect Mm -hmm. my family's privacy during this time. I'm going to start saying it after pretty much everything.
1: I feel like most people do it when there's like a a death and this kind of like was a death.
0: This felt like a death to some. Yeah, like
1: this might sound weird, but my initial reaction, even though I have stopped smoking, I was like, Oh, really? Like, I was like a little disappointed. Like, because he's just such a fixture in the smoking community. Like, I'm proud of him. But I was also like, real? Oh, this is sad. Like, it's the end of an era.
0: I think a lot of people reacted that way. And I kind of felt the same way. Yeah, but they're still smoking. I'm not.
1: Like, I felt (laughs) very weird and like hypocritical being like, oh man, you know, like, and I I feel like maybe some people felt that way about me, but like, this was just on another level. Like he's me to the hundredth degree.
0: Yeah. And he didn't get into many specifics. He said, you know, after talking to my family, I've made this decision or whatever, but we were talking about this yesterday and I had been seeing a lot of speculation from I don't know if they're credible sources or not, but a lot of like pop culture outlets were saying that this could be clickbait and this could just be a way for him to either launch a line of vapes or a line of edibles because he does. Because
1: he said the verbiage was just give up smoke.
0: Right. But then again, is that just what he calls weed? Because he's cool and we're not like, yeah. Or is is that that just like an Instagram safe
1: way of saying weed?
0: Like to not be censored.
1: Exactly. Exactly and mm, to not have to yes. write weed with two threes <laughs> instead right. of e's. Yeah. Which he's like, that's fucking lame. I'm not doing that.
0: But like, there's something that sounds really cool about I'm giving up smoke, you know? Mm-hmm. Or like, hey, do you have any smoke? Like, it's so much <laughs> cooler than do you have any weed? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, there is, and I kind of want to say it, but I don't feel like I'm cool enough to say that.
1: First, no. <laughs>
0: I'm just not. <laughs> yeah. But this is somebody he's he's so cool
1: that he talked about smoking weed in the White House. He talked about the fact that he has a full-time staffer whose sole job it is to roll blunts. Like he's oh, he, the dream. He is quote unquote cool enough. He also at one point said that he had 81 smoke breaks a day, which wow. I think is more than I ever smoked. Um, but yeah, to your point of like maybe this is just to launch a business venture of edibles or something like that. Like he's launched several business ventures related to weed. Yeah. I actually um,
0: have his pipe. It's you do. Yeah. And, um, first of all, I mean, I bought it because it had really cool colors and it says Snoop Dogg on the side of it. And I just, I love Snoop Dogg. So that's why I bought it. But it's actually a very functional pipe because when you put it down on the table, it sits completely flat. Because Ugh. of the way it's shaped, it doesn't that, roll.
1: That's literally created by somebody who fucking smokes.
0: That It's somebody in the know who smokes 80 times a day or who gets two. it. Yeah. Who gets it.
1: Um, But yeah, he's started weed companies before um, his company, uh, his media company is called Mary Jane, and it has a line of cannabis products. I think that's where your bowl is from. He also invested in Casa Verde or Casa Verde Capital, a venture capital firm which invests in marijuana startups. So I could see this being just like a little avenue for more of that, for edibles. Or maybe he just really is quitting. Like, I'm I'm very curious.
0: Yeah, like, it's possible that he is just getting too old for this shit, you know? It, it is <laughs> possible that he just wants to make a lifestyle change and live substance-free. It's quite possible. However, yeah. if he is creating a line of edibles, this is the best, most creative, most hilarious PR for that. And, like... Totally. It would just be... So genius. I, um, I I almost think it's too good for it not to be the case.
1: Yeah. I also like I just wanted to go into the health differences between smoking and edibles because you were saying like he's aging. Maybe he doesn't want to smoke anymore. Like mm-hmm. smoking, like the inhalation of smoke can damage the lining of your lungs. It increases the risk of respiratory infections. It could potentially like temporarily weaken the immune system, which can also increase the risk of infections, primarily in the lungs. The inhalation can also introduce carcinogens into the body. Some terpenes and cannabinoids are unavoidably destroyed when they're burnt. And I get that aspect of it. Like I have a lot of people in my life who they're like, yeah, I don't wanna do the smoking anymore because it's bad for my lungs. Like I know the research of that, but also it hurts. Like you wake up in the morning, you're coughing all the time. Like people can send you studies until they're blue in the face, but this is something that actually like you can feel on a day to day basis.
0: Oh, yeah. And we talked about this a little bit on the last episode with drinking, Mm -hmm. but it's just you get to a certain point and you just don't want to wake up feeling shitty and I mean, I relate to that so much. And like, that's a huge reason why I didn't want to drink anymore. Yeah. My mouth started feeling weird in the morning, too. Yeah, like, it's like, like painful. I want to wake up clear headed and clear throated.
1: Clear throated for sure.
0: Because when you wake up and you have like that itchy, scratchy throat and you didn't mm-hmm. go to a rave the night before, it's like, what a waste.
1: Yeah, and I would like try to like gargle soda in the morning and try to like clean my throat like it was a bong. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> did
1: that work? No. I mean like I mean a little. <laughs> the bubbles do tickle the throat and they do make it feel a little better, but Yeah. Stopping smoking altogether has, you know, been beneficial, but there're also there's pros and cons of edibles. Mm-hmm. Like some people don't want to switch to edibles.
0: I mean, they feel different.
1: They feel different. The cons are They take significantly longer to produce discernible effects, especially compared to smoking. So you could be taking too much and you don't know how to like regulate because you're just like, oh, I'm not high yet. I'll just like keep eating. We've all had that experience. And then you can get to the place where you're like, oh, my God, who am I? And you like disassociate (laughs) and you feel weird. And the side effects of too many edibles can also include disordered thinking, anxiety, panic, paranoia, higher blood pressure, and nausea.
0: Yeah. And like you said, it kind of all comes on at once and it's, Mm -hmm. it's a little bit harder to, um, kind of like sip on it. You know, like you, you can't really nibble on an edible, like I guess maybe you you could, but here's
1: like a tiny little granule of a rice crispy edible.
0: Like no, right. I'm gonna pop like,
1: the whole thing in my mouth.
0: Right, and and then when you don't feel anything, so like when all of this stuff hits you at once, and then you have to sit and wait it out, that can be really terrifying.
1: Hmm. I mean, you can also gauge it just by like, okay, it's a twenty milligram, it's a fifty milligram, or whatever. But
0: yes, but sometimes they lie. Like sometimes I- I've they gotten, lie. I've gotten edibles from companies, and they've said this is only five milligrams and I've taken it and it feels like a lot more than that. And I've also had the opposite happen where they will be like this one tiny square of chocolate is 25 milligrams. Mm -hmm. So then I'll, you know, maybe take a quarter of it or something and feel nothing.
1: Yeah. That being said, they are much healthier for people with respiratory problems, like we were talking about. And there are so many different options, um, which makes it easy to suit nearly everyone's tastes.
0: They're also tastier in general.
1: Yeah, I, I I liked the gummies a lot. I loved the Rice Krispie ones. They're apparently making like
0: buffalo wing sauce. So <laughs> okay, can, I've heard about this. There yeah. are people, there's actually a catering company that I can't remember the name of that they're experimenting with all these like weed pairings. Like they'll do, they'll cater entire meals and then they'll pair different- Weed oil or weed mm-hmm. products with them to like enhance the taste, but also enhance the high, um, which yeah. is an interesting idea. But at a certain point, you got to tap out.
1: Yeah. Ben went to one of the stores in Portland and they were like, Oh, yeah, we've got this buffalo wing sauce that can get you high if you put it on chicken. <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to get high off chicken. Like, also, I want to like, get. Does
0: the buffalo sauce have a vague
1: weed taste? I don't know. But like, imagine being like, oh, I shouldn't have had that last piece of chicken. Like, that's like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm hungry. Because yeah. the weed. Yeah. The weed makes you hungry. And then you can't eat anymore because the the cannabinoid weed sauce is on the chicken that you're eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that he was like, dangerous. I don't want to get high off
1: chicken. The guy's like, you can put it on shrimp. <laughs> 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 That's great. But also edibles don't smell. This is like That's a true. thing that I noticed when I was smoking a lot. It was like I would reek all the time. And at one point, I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but somebody was like, Remy, you can't come to baby showers smelling
0: like weed. Oh, my God. No, I, I don't was like think- the baby's not here yet. Like, yeah, the baby doesn't know. <laughs> wait no you did not say that but you did tell the story about getting in a confrontation with somebody on the street well that happens too yeah if you're
1: smoking but also i still am steadfast in the fact that that guy is a fucking loser oh like
0: a hundred percent sir no is there anything more losery than yelling at somebody for doing something on the street that, like, I'm not, by like, the way, jacking off.
1: Or, you know, like, it's not hurting right. anybody. I, I would never walk by somebody who's, like, I don't know, drinking a beer
0: and being like, wow, drinking at 5 p.m.? Like, shut up. I know. and And I will also just add that I don't love cigarettes. Like, I think they're pretty no. disgusting. But I don't yell at people for smoking in public. That's just... I I don't own the street. I don't own Mm -hmm. the sidewalk. It's just a very entitled thing to do. No,
1: I think I I told you, like, the last time I was like, ew, cigarette smoke, like, I was five years old.
0: Uh, Yeah, and you were probably getting a little mature for it at that point also. Right. It's just a very immature thing to do. But also, I remember, like,
1: just thinking, like, oh, my God, that person is, like, wasting all of their money on cigarettes.
0: (laughs) this is when you were five. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Cause at the time cigarettes probably cost half as much as they do now. Do you know, it's like 25 bucks for a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. It's it, wild. Yeah. It's insane. But
1: anyway, so I'm really wondering what this means for Snoop. I am super proud of him. Like whatever this means, like it is hard to stop smoking, especially if you have that oral fixation. It's a lot. Um,
0: yeah. And like, how is he going to, perform a lot of his music now like is it probably is he, better because his mouth won't be dry as fuck no what but what i mean is is he rolling down the street not smoking indo mm. you know what i mean no, like he's some just of these sipping things on be-
1: gin and juice or maybe just juice you know maybe, maybe just doing a uh, dry january <laughs> sipping on juice and juice <laughs>
0: <laughs> sipping on la croix,
1: la croix and juice <laughs> Yeah. And it's making his throat feel a little better. Those bubbles are just going down and
0: yeah, they're very soothing. Soothing. Yeah, I- I'm excited to uh to see what comes next. If he comes out with like a Super Bowl commercial, that's he likely will. I'm I'm sorry, hang on. This just in this is actually breaking news. It was an ad for stoves. Wait, what? This is literally breaking news. I'm just seeing this news. It was an ad for stoves, Remy. What do you mean?
1: Wait, Andy is here, and he is our new correspondent for all things Snoop.
0: <laughs> Andy, come here for a sec. Hi. Hi,
1: Andy. An ad- <laughs>
0: what do you want me to say?
1: It's an ad for stoves. Wait, did you just watch the ad? No, I, I saw it on Twitter this morning. It said uh, Snoop, well, people were saying that it was like a Super Bowl thing or something. And then oh today it, they announced that it was an ad for solo stoves. So it was what? an ad after all. Okay. FYI, you guys, like but not am glad edibles that we made, uh, but I'm glad that we made the point that like we record this in the same day because this will come out a little later than we intended. So people might've been like, you idiots. Why didn't you know this already?
0: No, but you know what? We're hundred percent going to keep it in because that whole conversation is like literally what has been going through my mind for the past yeah. two days thinking like oh this must be self promotion for his weed products. So wait, are these stoves that don't have smoke? Like what the fuck? Yes, it's a smokeless stove.
1: I'm dead. <laughs> Dying.
0: So it turns out that Snoop Dogg is not too cool to say weed. Oh, uh, yeah, the verbiage was intentional. The verbiage was intentional. However, I am going to start saying you know, do you have any smoke for, do you have any weed? Just because I think it's cool. Okay. (laughs) So do you smoke? Do I smoke weed? Yeah. 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 I smoke weed every day. Really? Yes. Wait, you didn't know this about me? No. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't smoke a lot, but I smoke at the end of the night. Like we, Andy and I split a small bowl. Um, the more, you know, yeah, and it's
1: just like a little bit. I was just picturing your little snoop bowl, like all sad and unused on some counter in a bathroom.
0: I have it for potpourri.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, no, it's actually, it's a really good pipe. And if there are weed smokers out there, or I'm sorry, smoke smokers, then I would highly recommend it because it sits completely flat. And it's just like a good quality glass pipe. <laughs> Um, and you look what? really cool when you're smoking it because it says Snoop Dogg on the side.
1: I'm just, my mind is blown. Like, I
0: cannot I, believe that all this time it was it for was a solo stove. This is how good you have to be at PR campaigns now. Like, you can't just come out and say, hey, buy these stoves. You, like, remember George Foreman? Remember the yeah. George Foreman grill? Like, yeah. I, and also remember Paul Newman and his salad dressing? I All do. they had to do was put their face on something and it would sell. Now you have to be so creative. You have to be so high level. You have to take the most recognizable thing about your personality, about your public image and, and, you, need to, <laughs> and you need to quit it and you Publicly. need to make a public announcement and say that your family's in on it. You have to say, oh my God, please respect my privacy at this time. Yeah, please respect my privacy while I hawk stoves. <laughs> I stoves and make everybody upset in the process.
1: Oh my God. Do you think people are more upset that it's about stoves or they're just like, okay, thank God he's not quitting.
0: Well, personally, I'm kind of relieved because I don't know. It's not like, and, and I don't know the man personally. Okay. And so I have no way of actually knowing this, but Snoop's relationship with Weed has always been kind of a beautiful thing. Like, yeah. I never saw him as something, even though he's a huge smoker. I never saw it as like a problematic thing. I mean, he's coaching football teams. He's very philanthropic. He's he's like an unproblematic king from my standpoint unless Mm -hmm. there are people who know things that I don't know and he's also a regular smoker so like I'm just thinking about Casey though too being like I had
1: it all Mm. so but anyway I don't want to make a judgment on Snoop I'm happy for all of his choices stove or otherwise
0: (laughs) I, I think I need to buy one of these stoves
1: yeah I gotta get a stove
0: It feels like cat food
2: has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try smalls. Head to smalls.com slash DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find. But you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first
0: order, plus free shipping. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high-end stuff? Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun, but the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed.
3: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. okay well let's move on to our
1: second scoop because
0: we were dead. duped from dupe to scoop wait Remy is this the first time that some breaking news has come in while we were discussing something I think so wow what a milestone thanks Andy <laughs> thanks Andy he says you're welcome <laughs> in other news that may or may not be true <laughs> uh <laughs> Nicki Minaj was profiled in Vogue recently, and I wanted to briefly talk about this because she made some statements. No, about- she wasn't. She was profiled in
1: Stove. Sorry. That was <laughs> it. <laughs> it was a lie. She's
0: actually, she's promoting a line of fake butt pillows. Yeah. All right. It'll make sense when I read the story. Okay. Okay. Nicki Minaj was profiled in Vogue recently, and she talked a lot about body image and said some stuff that I don't believe she has ever said before. Mm -hmm. And this was many years ago. But when she first came on the scene, she got pretty famous for the size of her ass and having butt implants. And, you know, a lot of people made like this huge joke out of it, but she was always very confident and very much like Yes, I got butt implants, but I like it and it's my style and whatever. So in this Vogue profile, I'm going to read a quote from it. It Says Nicki Minaj has been an exponent of body positivity since the beginning of her career, vaunting her own curves and urging women of color, especially to feel proud of theirs. She does not pretend that this has always been easy for her personally, by the way. I just looked at a video that I posted on Instagram when I was 25, and I would fucking pay to look like that right now, she says. But today Mm -hmm. I can say that I'm at peace with who I am and how I look. Recently, I had to get a breast reduction, and I actually love it. I used to want a bigger butt, and now I look back and realize how silly that was. So love your curves and love your non-curves. There's nothing wrong with any of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so, I, don't, I don't think she's saying anything about like, I don't like how I look now, which is good because I think and we've talked about this off mic and and on mic too about how, oh, you'll look back and you'll be like, oh, I wish I looked like what I did when I was younger and all that. And that all that kind of has an element to like, not necessarily, but sometimes being like, if only I knew how skinny I was then, you know, where it's like, ugh. And now I'm so gross now, but that's not what she's saying. She's just being like, wherever you're at, try to be happy with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which I really appreciate because, you know, there's a lot of talk about like, should young people be making modifications to their body? Should they not? I'm always firmly in the camp of everybody has the right to decide what they want to do with their Mm -hmm. own body, but it is nice to hear somebody who got so famous partially because she's an amazing artist, but partially Mm -hmm. because of how curvy she is and how unapologetic she was about that. And how
1: open she was about the surgeries.
0: Yeah, totally. But I just think it's good to know that you have the option to do something or to not do something. Like, that it doesn't actually change how beautiful you are. It's all about how beautiful you perceive yourself, which is an interesting thing to think about. But I think you're right. Like this type of verbiage comes up a lot when you talk to women about aging. I've noticed Mm -hmm. this. I've heard so many women in, let's say, their 60s or 70s say things like, oh, you know, I was so insecure when I was younger. But if I realized how ugly I would get in my old age, I never would have been insecure back then when I was, you know, young and hot and my tits weren't hanging at my knees. Yeah. And that like when a woman says something like that, I understand what she's saying. I understand the sentiment. I understand the sentiment. And I know it's supposed to make me feel good in a way. Mm-hmm. but for some reason it just doesn't it it kind of has always made me feel like oh god so it's it only goes downhill from here is that what you're saying mm-hmm. and i think that's like not a great place to be in when you're when you're kind of always longing for something else and that's what the beauty industry has made us primed for is like, I'm always longing either for something that I used to have or something that I could have. And I think it's it's nice to just hear somebody have that um, awareness of like, I'm happy with where I am now. She's talking about having this breast reduction and she's saying like-
1: Yeah. And I actually love it. I
0: actually but love it. But she also
1: says, recently I had to get a breast reduction, which I wonder about the circumstances around that but it, it wasn't like, it seems like it wasn't like a cosmetic decision, but she's also like, but it's fine. You know, right. like it, this isn't something that's going to like ruin my day or ruin my confidence or like how I view myself.
0: Right, and I, I hope that is true. I wonder if the breast reduction was maybe to, to take out implants that were in there. I don't know. She doesn't get too but also specific. also
1: why? Because sometimes you do a quick change because you have to every, I think, 10 years or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe there was some kind of complication. Again, I don't know. And I can't really read into yeah. it too much. But the thing about the bigger butt really surprised me. Like she's she's calling her former self silly for getting mm-hmm. implants, but like that's like that's what she was about. And like the Anaconda poster. You remember the Anaconda poster oh, yeah. with like her two butt cheeks just hanging out like <laughs> That will forever be cemented in my mind as that's who Nicki Minaj is. She's Mm -hmm. she is her butt and her butt is her. But she's saying like, no, my butt is not me.
1: Yeah. It's just interesting. She's a whole fucking thing. Yeah. I like when people make statements like this because it just shows that you can have one mindset and then be like, oh, that wasn't the best. But I'm also not shitting on my former self for making that choice like yeah it was silly but she's not saying like stupid she's not being like what a fucking idiot like right she's just like you know that was a person in a different place who like thought this was necessary now looking back I don't think it's necessary I'm interested to see if she gets the butt taken out or if she's just made peace with it and it's like this is fine
0: Yeah, we shall see. Can I ask you a personal question?
1: Sure. About my butt implants?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Do you ever want to take them out?
1: Do you know that was a rumor in high school that I had butt implants? And one of my friends told me on graduation day, she goes, by the way, I never believed that rumor about your butt implants. And I was like, what rumor? (laughs) Stop.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's like when somebody's like, I don't care what everybody's saying about you. I like you. Mm -hmm. I think you're cool. And you're like, what? What are they fucking saying? <laughs> that's so funny because I can't imagine. Like, was your butt that big in high school? And also, were butt implants even a common topic of conversation in high right? school? Right? I'm trying no, to remember. Like,
1: I don't think that's why I was so shocked because I was like, do people have butt
0: implants? And wait, roll back. People <laughs> think I have butt implants? <laughs> I guess there are worse rumors to have about you. Like your butt is so big and perky that people think you had butt implants. Like that's pretty dope actually.
1: Thanks.
0: (laughs) But what I was going to ask you was you've talked about post nose job. You still weren't happy with the way that your nose looks. Mm -hmm. So do you feel similarly like, oh, I made that choice and like, I'm cool with my nose now. Or like, do you relate to this on, on any level with the nose stuff? I
1: do. Like I, especially with the fact that I cannot breathe and that there are still a bunch of angles where I'm not super comfy. I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have done this, you know? Um, but at the same time, Nikki can keep her butt and I can keep my nose like, cause this is who we've become. I mean, it's not who we've become, but I'm accustomed to this nose at this point, you know? So I don't know if I could snap my fingers and have it be undone. Would I do that? I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, it's a tough one, right? Yeah. Because it's like, you don't hate your nose. You're just, you weren't 100% happy with the results, which by the way, is a very common result from rhinoplasty because it's just, it's a very difficult procedure to accomplish Mm -hmm. perfectly. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I do wonder what I would look like with my original nose all the time.
0: Well, you have the Photoshop skills. Let's just—I uh, know I should just do a little do the Face Tune. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you never know
1: how it would have moved, or if, right. You know, certain parts would have gone lower, or if the bump would have, you know, like, because your your whole face changes.
0: Your whole face changes, so then the nose could have become more prominent or less prominent, depending on the way your other features changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just interesting to think about. I mean. I've never had any cosmetic procedures, but I have thought about it before. And that's, this concept was always what made me decide not to. Like, for example, when I was younger, and I've said this before, I I mm-hmm. would have done anything for a breast augmentation. I would yeah. have done anything for it. Oh, and, you don't have one? <laughs> it's hard to believe, right? Those bazooms are natural? I'm a hundred percent natural girl. Wow. I know. I know. It's like I'm smuggling mini muffins over here, but here's the thing. I would always think like, I can't decide what to get for a tattoo. Like, cause yeah. I, this is another thing. Like I, I used to want a tattoo, but I could never decide what I would be comfortable getting That I'm so sure I would love this in even ten years, yeah. Because and this is I'm talking about when I was like 18, right? Yeah. I would rationalize it like ten years ago. I still listened to Raffi, and I I, loved Raffi. I love
1: Raffi still.
0: Raffi is great. Evergreen, ever blue. Baby beluga. I mean, those are some jams. We're
1: going to the zoo, zoo, zoo. How about you, you, you? (laughs) The other day, because I'm gonna go to a zoo in Australia.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's a fucking bop. That's yeah. a fucking bop. I like to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. Uh, Opals, yeah, and I do. Mm-hmm. Opals and
1: banonos.
0: Opals and bononos, bitch. I, <laughs> I mean, Rafi's great. This is no hate. This is a pro Rafi podcast. But what I'm saying is for the level of fandom that I had for Rafi at age eight and then at age 18, I barely listened to Rafi. OK, maybe once in a blue moon. So then how could I be sure that if I got a tattoo or if I got breast implants that I would still want them in 10 years? I can't be sure.
1: Yeah, I'm not obsessed with my tattoo and it's so tiny. And uh, I only got it like seven years ago, I think. And even that, like, I'm like, we've changed. To quote Cher Horowitz, she would say, you see how picky I am about shoes and they only go on my
0: feet. Yes. Yes. The you know? wisdom of Cher Horowitz mm-hmm. comes through once again. Clueless, but so smart. No, it's it's so true. But the other side of that, and this is something that I think, y- you have to have this mentality if you make changes to your bodies, including tattoos, including um, cosmetic procedures, you have to kind of have the attitude of like, okay, we're living in the moment kind of thing. Like mm. the beautiful <laughs> thing to me about tattoos is that, It's kind of acknowledging that this body is not forever. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of acknowledging, okay, if I don't like this eventually,
1: I'm going to be dead soon.
0: (laughs) It's still going to be there. Yeah. Like, I knew somebody, a comic actually, who had really crazy, silly, like, irreverent tattoos all over his body. And I thought it was so cool. Like he had one that was a tombstone and on the tombstone, it said RIP me eventually. And I right. thought it was the funniest shit ever because it was kind of like outwardly acknowledging that we are going to die. And like, who cares what's on your body? Cause our bodies are not here forever. So I think if you have that kind of mentality, it's a whole different ball ballgame. And mentality... when they dig up your skeleton years later, they're not going to find the implants because they would have disintegrated. Exactly. The Those implants are worm food right now. Those worms are eating your ass. <laughs>
1: um, when you were saying 100% natural, though, I just want to give a nod to the plastic surgery community, though, because there are some people who are so happy with the work oh, yeah. that they have done. Like, I just finished watching Love Island Games... Oh, best show I've ever seen. Shout out to the producers. But Megan Barton Hansen is on it. And my little cousin texted me one day before I had seen one of the episodes. And she texted me the quote, 90% fake and 100% hot. And <laughs> when she sent that to me, I was like, oh my God, who said that about Megan? That's so mean. And then I watched the episode and you know who said it? Megan. Megan. Like she's so happy with all of her choices that she's like, 90% but, fake and 100% hot. Like,
0: see, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I think if you adopt that attitude of like, yeah, I, I'm fake, but like, I'm happy with it now. So like, fuck all y'all. Like, I think that's a great attitude to have. And
1: also if your body's fake, that doesn't mean like your personality's fake. Like that's the worst thing is if no. you're a fake ass bitch.
0: You know what? That is such a good point. Some of the outwardly fakest people are actually the realist. You should think about that. mm
1: but yeah, I'm happy for Nikki. Just the fact that like, she can say these things about her past decisions. But what she's really saying is just like, be happy with yourself now or try to and even if you do make those decisions, try to be happy with those decisions.
0: Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with any of it, which I I just I really love that sentiment.
1: I love her. That's it for today's episode. Be sure to send your questions to DST at Betches.com to get them answered.
0: Yes, and follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. If you like this episode, please write us a review and don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And of course, follow me at Lubination.
1: Follow me at Remy Casimir. And of course, we're always with you
0: through Thick and Thick.
1: Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Aliza Zinn. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Aliza Zinn. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander.
0: Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to DST at betches.com or your voicemails to 212 287 5650. Betches.